Aaron. Jared, wanted to mine? ask. Wanted to ask you about uh, execution. Had some great moments against Arizona. Weren't able to put the game away. Had a couple opportunities, maybe offensively, to to put the game away. Where do you feel like your execution's at heading into Game Two? Um, well, that's a good question. We'll find out Saturday. Um, we did not finish the game the way that I expected us to last week. Um, and Arizona is a good defense. They did a lot of. Um, what I would call exotic things that we had not practiced. In fact, really almost nothing they did in that game was anything we had practiced. Um, they came out in a totally different thing and it, it gave us some issues and we got to do better though. There's no excuses. We've got to execute better. Um, this week, different type of challenge. You know, we know them pretty well. They know us pretty well, but these guys are really good. They've got great players. And so it's going to take all 11 players executing at their best every snap to have a chance to win. On a different topic, Aaron, if I if I read your bio right, you were at BYU in 2001 for 9-11, if, that, if I remember right. Well, yeah. I know they're doing the tribute with the helmet stickers and, and that. What what does that do to a game or just what, what does that add when you, you have those types of moments, those types of memories? Um. You know, I try to keep those things separate from the game personally. I, you know, that was a, that's one of those moments in life. Everybody remembers where they were when it happened. Everybody has, you know, their own meanings attached to it. Um, I actually try not to mix that with this game. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not opposed to us, you know, having any, any, you know, whatever activities or whatever types of things, you know, commemoration or whatever. I don't know what, what the word is. I'm not opposed to that. I just, I try to keep those two things in separate boxes and that way I can focus on doing this job and then also show the proper respect for what a, you know, huge event that was in all of our lives. Trevor and then Jake. Hey, Rod, being on both sides of this rivalry, is it viewed differently in Utah or BYU? Like do each program look at this game differently or is it all the same? It's all the same, man. It's, it's like, it's the same. I think if one of the things I find I've found in playing and coaching at both places, you know, playing it here, coaching there, coaching again here is that, you know, you, you could mix the two locker rooms and you wouldn't really know the difference or, if, you know, you could transplant them from one place to the other. It's just a bunch of college football players trying to win a game, a bunch of coaches that want to win. Uh, the rivalry means something. I'm not saying it's not a big game. It's huge. We all want to win, but it's it's just um, there's a lot more in common, I think, than there are differences. Hey, Aaron, I wanted to ask you about your offensive line. It seemed like against Arizona, they had moments of brilliance and other moments where they struggled. Is that just simply you guys are having to put three new starters in there and expecting them to gel right away is maybe a little unrealistic? That, that might have been a little bit a part of it, but it had more to do with them and they, what they were doing. I mean, they, there was this radical twist games and and pressures and corner blitzes and free safety and the boundary linebacker come in one play. The field, they blitzed the field corner like three times. I've seen that three times in 20 years, and they did it three times in one game. The, the corner from the field, I mean, that's like – it was some wild stuff going on, and we had we, – we had uh, – we had our hands full figuring all that out and we had never seen any of it before on film. He, he came in, 
I guess he just thought he couldn't beat us doing what he usually does. So he had a pretty radical game plan and, and uh, it caused us some problems for sure. So we got to be better. No excuses. Utah could come out and do something that we're not ready for. And we got to be able to adjust better than we did last week. I talked with Harris Lachance and he kind of mentioned the fact that you guys have guiding principles with your offense. And he said you guys, at least him as a player, he felt like the offense really relied on those kind of key principles to kind of, absorb what Arizona was doing and obviously counter what they were doing. Yeah, that's exactly right. So once the game hit a stage where it was, you know, a little chaotic, we just decided to go kind of back to our basics and our fundamentals, um, decided to make sure we protect the ball. You know, I felt like as long as we protected the ball, we'd have a great chance to win. And um, so, you know, we don't always want to be that I don't, I don't want to use the word conservative, but we were probably a little more conservative than usual because of the way they were playing on defense, the style of coverages they were running and the different pressures. We decided uh, let's, let's, let's be smart. Let's take care of this ball and, and get out of here with a win. And so, again, that's not how we want to play every game, but I, th- I think it was the right decision last week. And, and what Harris is talking about is, is correct. You know, our, our basic blocking rules can handle those things, even if we haven't practiced it. And, it took us a little while to adjust, but I thought we had that stretch in the middle of the game. There are those three series in a row where we were we were blocking them up pretty well and moving the ball, and then uh, uh, just didn't like the way we finished the game. We should have we should have finished better. Mitch and then Jay. Hey, Coach, uh, you noted moments ago how many similarities in, in the crossover between the two staffs and, and the two programs yet. Same time, the past decade, Utah's had a lot of success, and the common denominator has been uh, Kyle Whittingham. You you had a front row view of how he operated in this rivalry. What has made him so successful in this thing? Um, yeah, I was there for six of the first nine of this of this uh, streak, whatever. And um, he's a great coach. It starts there. He's a great coach, and. This game's a, this game's a huge deal to him, and it's he makes it a huge deal to the whole program, and and uh, you know we have to match that. We got to match that. But he's an outstanding coach, and he's that's why they're good. He's he's leading that ship. Is there ever a, a concern about balancing, like getting too emotional in, into the game? And I mean, is is that something that kind of hey guys keep it in check? You got to keep the motion still just stay according to the plan. Is that something you talk to the guys going into games like this, just balancing out those emotions? Yeah, I think, I think that's a big part of football in general. And especially in a rivalry game, you know, um, you've got to be sort of, you know, on that razor's edge where you're, you know, emotionally you're charged up and you're, you're, you know, intense, you've, you've prepared for the game and you're ready to go emotionally but at the same time, you don't lose your mind and go out there and do a bunch of wild stuff. I mean, you got to execute, especially as an offensive player, you've got to execute your assignment the way you've been coached to do with the technique you've been coached to do it with. And, and um, that takes poise. And so, you know, there's a balance there that you got to find as a player. Jay, go ahead. Aaron, you just talked about the, the streak, and uh, one of the common denominators is just turnovers. BYU's yeah. offense is turnovers. Is that something you don't talk about, or is there something you can do to kind 
cut down on those or how do you go about uh, preparing for what almost always happens in this game? Yeah, we're talking about it and not necessarily in regard to the past games because, you know, this is a different, this game's past games have nothing to do with this game, but you're right. That, that was a factor the last time we played them, you know, we threw two pick sixes and had a fumble uh, that gave them a short field in the, in the red zone. Um, just gifted them three scores. So, but I'm not really harping on that with our team, but I'm, what I am talking about every week is, you know, winning starts with not beating yourself. You know, you can't, you can't be an explosive offense and score, score, or, you know, points. If you don't have the ball, if you're just give, if you're giving the ball to the other team, um, you, a, you can't score. And then B you're often just giving them points. And so, you know, we talk about it every day, taking care of the football is number one priority of our offense. And it'll be the same this week. Okay. Let's go Sean. Last question. That maybe bleeds a little bit into my last question, uh, Aaron, because, um, with the benefit of having a couple of days to kind of look back at your QB one's performance in, in week one, how would you kind of grade out Jaron and how he did and also fully cognizant of the fact that this was still also only week one, no matter how good or bad or in between somewhere he may, he may have been. Yeah, I was, I was really pleased with how he played. I, I thought, thought he played very well. Um, you know, we started out the game, First play of the game, threw a good ball. You know, it's a pass gunner would usually catch. Unfortunately, we didn't complete it. Then had a tough little stretch there where I think he started out like one for five or one for six. And most of those plays, something went wrong in the play, either with our execution or with the defense doing something that we hadn't seen before, weren't ready for that kind of, you know, caused him to get off that start. But what, if you know, if you look at it again, what he did in those times is he took really good care of the ball. Like he never put it in jeopardy. He was giving people a chance without putting the ball at risk. And then he hit a stretch there in the middle of the game where I think he think he went eight for nine somewhere in the middle of the game there, led us to three scores. And um, if he takes care of the ball like that, and then we can just keep improving our execution, you know, as, especially as we're playing teams where we can have a little, little more information about uh, game plan and what we're going to see that Saturday. I think he's just going to get better every week and it's one game. So I'm not, you know, I want to get too high or too low, but I was really pleased with how he played. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, I call, I call the quarterback on the phone every, every series. And um, I've had experiences in the past where you talk to your quarterback on the phone and what he's seeing and what I'm seeing aren't the same thing. And that was, that's often the case with quarterbacks who are making their first start or just haven't played a lot. They get freaked out, especially in a game like that, where there was all these, different things that we than we had prepared for going on and in each case he could he could tell me what he saw on each play and it was the same as what I was seeing and so the fact that he had that kind of poise and that kind of recall of the plays you know makes me confident that he's just going to keep improving